Welcome everyone to part three of today's Couch Potato Diary, looking after the Raw, at, uh, looking at the Raw after WrestleMania, and everything going on with the WWE as they merge with the Ultimate Fighting Championship with a purchase by Endeavor. Thank you all so much for listening to the last two and coming back for this one here as it was a very newsworthy weekend, probably the biggest weekend in the history of the WWE. As always, you can follow me on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK, and you can email the show Diary at yahoo.com. Uh, coming up on this one, like I said, it's all about the Raw after WrestleMania and the UFC and WWE merging. Thank you all so much for downloading this third one today. All right, so let's get into it. First, I guess let's start with the big news that the WWE and the UFC will merge, creating a new $21 billion sports and entertainment company. Uh, this coming from uh, Post Wrestling. Endeavor and WWE have officially announced a deal to form a new $21 billion company, merging the UFC and WWE. Endeavor is the parent company of the UFC. Vince McMahon will hold a senior role in the new setup. Endeavor will hold a 51% controlling interest in the new publicly traded company, WWE existing WWE shareholders will hold the remaining 49%. The new company has not yet been named, but it will be listed on the New York Stock Exchange under the ticker code TKO. The transaction values the UFC at an enterprise value of $12.1 billion and the WWE at an enterprise value of $9.3 billion. The deal has been unanimously, unanimously approved by the executive committee of the board of directors of Endeavor and the board of directors of WWE. It is expected to be finalized in the second half of 2023. The new company will be led by Ari Emanuel as the chief executive officer, who will also continue in his role as chief executive officer. Officer of Endeavor. Vince McMahon is the executive chairman of the board, and Mark Shapiro is uh, the president and chief operating officer of both Endeavor and the new company. Dana White will continue in his role as president of the UFC, and Nick Khan will serve as president of WWE. So, um, a lot to unpack with this whole thing. The, the, to me, the biggest thing is Vince McMahon is back. Um, he has been accused of and found guilty of at least the hush money part. Um, uh, a scandal that rocked the WWE in the summer of last year all the way up into the new year here where Vince McMahon has basically been gone from the company. And now, instead of leaving in shame and a disgraced legacy, he comes back, makes $9 billion selling his company and gets to stay on as a part of it. Like, that there are anyone who tells you that there's consequences in life for rich people are lying to you because like that this is continuing to fall upward over and over again for Vince McMahon as he gets to be now the whatever chief executive of the board or whatever for a $21 billion company and gets to have all these people singing his praises about how he is a genius and he's the only one who can make the WWE work and this, that, and the other thing. Um, it's evil genius, but it's still evil to me, in my opinion. I, I, I want him nowhere close to the, this business that I, I have a great passion for. I... I, I just, it, it's so disgusting that he, and Dana White, who like earlier this year, New Year's Eve, I guess, into New Year's Day, um, there's a video of him slapping his wife. And now both these guys are in prominent roles in this new company. Like it's, it is just absolutely disgusting. Um, there is great concern amongst wrestling fans about what this means for the creative direction of the WWE, which by the way is 
an exclusive to wrestling fan concern. Stockholders do not care. Um, I, I, I don't know if um, the people in charge of Fox or NBC, I don't know if they care. I, I don't know if any of these folks care about any of these things. So it, it is only wrestling fans who are worried about it. But you see Monday Night Raw, and I think you're right to worry about it. Monday Night Raw sucked. It was extremely boring and bland, and apparently it was chaotic backstage right up until the last moment of Seth Rollins being told during a commercial break that his segment has been cut short. So for the, the WWE and for the WWE that we have loved over the last few months, it does feel like the good times are going away. It has been pointed out on social media that Vince was in LA anyway. We will see what happens with, with SmackDown coming up this week and then with Raw um, in, in the weeks that follow. We will see what comes out of all of this. But Vince McMahon saying he's not going to get in the weeds is the exact same thing he said in 2019 when Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff were brought in as the um, as the executive producers or whatever for, for Raw and SmackDown. He's like, yeah, I'll just focus on bigger stuff. Uh, I, I won't really get into the weeds. And la that lasted all of six seconds. And then he was back in the weeds. It sounded like he was very weedsy on, on Monday. Um, and I, I think that should really concern wrestling fans. And I think it once again opens the door for AEW and for, for New Japan just from a wrestling and talent acquisition standpoint. Again, AEW isn't selling tomorrow for $9 billion. New Japan isn't selling tomorrow for $9 billion. To suggest that either of these companies are competition to the WWE from a, like, whether it be market share, whether it be TV contracts, whether it be anything like that, is laughable. You want to talk about the product on television? Here to have that conversation with you all day. But in terms of dollars and cents, no one is close to these guys and won't be for a very, very, very long time. Probably any of our lifetimes is anyone going to, to catch up to the WWE. So what does this whole thing mean? Well, let's start from the WWE side. We're focused on wrestling over the last little bit. That, that has the greatest potential to change because there is potential that Vince McMahon is going to be back in a, a, a much more hands-on creative role with this after what was a great period of creativity from the WWE leading to a phenomenal WrestleMania 39. And so there is the potential that Vince McMahon... Um, has once again more of a hands-on approach to all of this thing, which would be, I think, detrimental to the viewing enjoyment for everyone taking in uh, the WWE on a, a weekly basis. In terms of anything else, I, I can't imagine anything changes that we're going to notice. Uh, I don't think there's going to be different production values or or anything like that. I do think like this opens the door now for uh, different UFC fighters to come in and make appearances in the WWE. Um, and, and, and in that sort of a way, but I don't think it means we're going to see WWE superstars crossing over into the UFC for one simple reason. Uh, the UFC is watched by USADA and I don't know if there are a whole lot of professional wrestlers who want any bit of that smoke. So, um, I, from, from that standpoint, I don't know if Jorge Masvidal or Conor McGregor are walking out onto to Monday Night Raw, uh, this upcoming Monday or to SmackDown in a couple of days here. There will be some crossover, I am sure. I, I would imagine a bit more of it on, on just a, a media side of things, right? Like, I, I, I wonder if we get a more prominent, uh, featuring of, um, of Daniel Cormier. I wonder if we get like a John Anik or something like that. Like I, I, I do think we're going to see a little bit, bit of integration there. 
But the big thing for me is that this company, for at least the next couple of years, has relationships with Fox and NBCU through the, the WWE and with ESPN through, um, through the Ultimate Fighting Championship. And that is quite the media reach, I think, to, to kind of leverage. So I think you're going to see more promotion of UFC shows on WWE programming. I think you're going to see more promotion of WWE programming on UFC shows. Like I I would imagine even this weekend with Israel Adesanya against Alex Pereira, uh, I would imagine you're going to get some kind of, whether it's backlash or whatever, some kind of stamp in the ring for um, WWE shows going forward. But production-wise, I don't think we're going to notice a whole lot changing from the, the WWE. It really is just a matter of how much focus Vince McMahon puts on things. For the UFC, I don't really envision a whole lot changing. Like, all of a sudden, Colby Covington isn't going to lose the title because someone ran in with a chair or, or anything silly like that. But for the UFC, they're just kind of keeping on, keeping on, right? Like, maybe there'll be a little bit more promotion of the stars going forward because I, I i do think that's something the ufc has lacked a little bit is is getting some of their stars out there wwe has been very good especially this week with um with wrestlemania of getting their guys out there so i wonder if like some of the video packages change a little bit and there's a little bit more story being told leading into some of these things again not to the level that it wasn't pride or anything like that where Quentin rampage jackson was literally playing a character i don't think we get any of that but i, I do wonder if a little bit of the, the presentation is is going to change but overall, I think from just a, a casual observance of both of these companies, I don't think we're going to notice anything over the next little bit. I think it gets very interesting when you talk about TV deals with the WWE's coming up at the end of 2024 and the UFC's coming up at the end of 2025. Um, I don't see, I don't think you're going to watch WrestleMania on Fight Pass. I, I don't think you're going to be able to go back and watch UFC 71 on the WWE Network. I think they are going to kind of keep all of those things separate, but it's going to be interesting to, to see what comes out of this from a TV contract standpoint and from streaming standpoints now with both of these companies having so many different hands and so many different pots in the, the grander scale. And even like to a much, much, much smaller extent that this company is now on both major sports networks in Canada, right? With the WWE um, having a, a deal with Sportsnet and Rogers and with the, the UFC having a, a deal with Bell and, and TSN. I don't think they've done anything on CTV yet, but I, I, you, you have a lot of big time players involved in this. It's going to get interesting when there's big decisions to be made because you, you have, um, in the loosest sense of this term, but you have a lot of alpha personalities in these rooms, right? Like the people who consider themselves those things anyway, right? Like Vince McMahon, obviously Dana White, detrimentally so. Um, but Nick Khan is that dude and Ari Emanuel is also that dude. And so I wonder when there's disagreements about anything, how all of that is is going to be played out and how all of those things are are going to go down. It, it is weird to say like, oh, we're probably not going to notice a whole lot of changes from a $21 billion company just popping up out of thin air. But I don't know if we're going to notice anything appreciably different uh, about either program, at least for the next couple of years. Let's get into Monday Night Raw now, as uh, the WWE has hyped up the Raw after WrestleMania as one of the biggest shows of the year, but quite frankly, it hasn't felt like that in a very long time. And this show just felt like a bad Raw, let alone a bad Raw after WrestleMania. Um, you, you set up a couple of things with the, the women's tag match for next week and uh, a why Brock why against Cody, but everything else just felt flat, like Riddle came back, so that's neat. 
Um, but I don't think Austin Theory did anything to elevate his status in the company with a a, a victory over over Rey Mysterio. You set up the stuff for ba uh, for backlash with, with Bad Bunny, but overall this felt very blah. And I said it on nine sixty today. Um, NXT felt like a bigger show this week. Well, with the the return of Cora Jade, with the return of Noam Dar, and with Braun Breaker turning heel, like that 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 felt much more newsworthy than anything that came out of of Raw. Like a lot of times, you think back, Brock Lesnar coming back for um for the night after WrestleMania to to go after John Cena, which a lot of people are drawing comparisons with Cody, and I, I think rightfully so. Um, but you think about that. You think about like some of the NXT call-ups that have made impacts the night after WrestleMania. Um, it feels like the starting of a new year and the starting of a new direction. This feels like you just had Judgment Day um, a night before, and now you're just on to the next show. Like, no nothing felt special or different. This doesn't feel like the start of the new year. This just kind of feels like the, the same old, same old with the WWE, which is not good because there was so much momentum and so much excitement coming out of this. But now you have the same champion. You have tag team champions who are new that everyone likes. Will they be able to build momentum with that? There's intrigue around a couple of things right now, but it, this company feels like it cooled down a lot over the, the span of about 24 hours with a extremely lackluster main event. Brock Lesnar turning on Cody is intriguing. It, it's a pairing that I never really thought about going together, um, and, and I think it's going to be a, a whole lot of fun. I think from a promo battle standpoint, you wish that uh, Brock Lesnar still had a mouthpiece to, to go with him, but we'll... we'll It'll be interesting to see what Brock does now as a heel on the mic. And I think Cody, in building up his redemption story, is is going to be fine. So I think that's intriguing. I think the Bad Bunny involvement is going to be fun. But overall, this does not feel like the same company even a week ago going into this WrestleMania. And there's obviously going to be a drop-off in interest coming out of WrestleMania, but it feels like all that momentum has just stopped cold. And now AEW tonight, teasing a big announcement from Tony Khan, what else is new? Um, it feels like AEW has quite a bit more momentum now, or ha has at least opportunity to swing the momentum back onto their side, at least, uh, over the next little bit. So, that is it. Part three of this wrestling extravaganza is complete. Thank you all so much for downloading and for listening uh, through all three of these. Remember, rate, review, subscribe wherever you can. You can follow me on social media. I am at PrimetimeKlein on Twitter and Instagram. Twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. And you can email the show, CouchPotatoDiary, at Yahoo.com. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We shift our focus now to the Ultimate Fighting Championship with some baseball talk coming up tomorrow. Thank you all so much for listening. I'll talk to you all later. I'm out. No.